Paul. I think, uh, you know, in terms of quality and, and even the manufacturing, uh, I've been very pleased with what, I, what I've been seeing from, from, you know, quote unquote competitors. And as far as competing, uh, I think the Podimo is kind of different in the application. And though there's a lot of overlap and, you know, one can choose to, to, for certain applications, uh, you can choose from multiple uh, options. Uh, the packaging and the range of things that Pod Mobile does is quite different. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of our Clubhouse discussion, Audio Electronics Explained. They say you can make stats say anything you want, right? <laughs> so <laughs> is that is that what we're talking about here? Or like, are they giving you the information that you need in order to make that assessment, you know, without testing it in your own environment? It's a good question. <laughs> right. So my point with this is um, I, I have not yet seen uh, interfaces get numbers published at, you know, when, when the gains is set to where you're actually working with it. Um, and so my advice for the consumer is that if you go with the numbers and you're about to change up your gear uh, with hopes to improve it that much, if you can get, you know, the product from a place that it can return, or I think that's pretty much the case every time, uh, it's better because um, it really doesn't work that way. Like, for example, um, 30 decibels of difference is not, it's just an order of magnitude so much, so like it's so far from uh, when you're adding that minus 20, d, minus 100 dB or minus 120 dB to that minus 75, you're adding just a smidge of noise in both cases. And those interfaces will perform very similarly, although they, they seem to be completely different in spec. Yeah. Okay. That seems really interesting. Uh, George in the room chat has mentioned uh, Julian Krauss does a great video on this exact subject showing how mm -hmm. when using a sensitive condenser mic, the differences in noise spec are completely neg negligible. Right. Like I speak right. from Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> totally right. Yeah. That is a, absolutely correct. Because in that case, the the output of the mic is is much higher the condenser versus the dynamic mic, uh -huh. right? Um, and even the dynamic mics, they really vary a lot between themselves. Um, some are quieter, others are louder. And of course, the quieter the mic is, the more you need to amplify it. Uh -huh. And when you amplify it, when you turn up, turn up the gain knob on the interface, that's when, you know, you see the, the weakness of the audio interface. Um, so with a quiet uh, dynamic mic, you need to gain up a lot. And then some interfaces will, you know, introduce a lot of hissing, others not as much. But if you can use a condenser mic, in terms of background noise, if your mic produces more output, which the condenser does, pretty much yeah. guaranteed to always have better results. So you can use, for example, 
a $400 dynamic mic with a $1,000 audio interface and have that game super cranked up. And you can use perhaps a $100 condenser mic with a $200 audio interface, and then you don't need as much gain and be better off in the background noise. And yeah, and this, you know, like I see, I see really um, people spending more than they, they, they needed to, and yet not achieving that awesome uh, background noise, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I love condenser mics. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm right there with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, all of us who work in voiceover are a little biased on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And I think, I think you know, podcasting, uh, it, it, people tend to use condenser mics. Um, and I think it's just, I don't know, it could be a thing that just became the habit, you know. Um, for example, the Shure SM7B looks pretty awesome, in my opinion. And just, just the, there's a cool factor to it, you know. Um but it's a hard mic to work with, for example. Um, in, and that's when the activators come in place, like the cloud lifter, which is an amazing product. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a dynamic a, mic, right? The SM7B, yes. Yeah, is. that's a dynamic. Okay, yeah. And then the cloud lifter or the fat head, for example, these are what they call activators. Um, so they're exceptionally low noise pre-amplifiers, which means they pre-amplify and boost that teeny tiny signal from that quiet mic. And then with a super low low noise circuit, it's truly like remarkably low noise. And then it gets to where once it goes to your outer interface, you don't need to put as much gain. And then you get a good, you know, uh, signal to noise ratio, or in other words, a lower noise floor. Um, But, you know, if you were to replace those two with a condenser mic, that is a, perhaps a fraction of the price of those combined, you would get the same or better result. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. a really... Simpler uh, solution. Yeah, definitely a simpler solution. Yeah. Um, George is also saying some mics are so hot, they need almost no amplification, like the AT5040 with a minus 25 dB open circuit sensitivity. That's yeah, that's, that's very high. Yeah. I'm actually using right now the AT eight seventy five R. I think mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's the one. Let me check real quick. Yeah, AT eight seventy five R. Man, this thing is loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the gain knob is is that just one, yeah. like uh, <laughs> yeah uh, a tenth of the way there. It's just a smidge. Yeah, yeah, super good for the price. Sounds great on voice, he says. Yeah. Um, George, if you want to ask your question, I don't know if you want to come up on stage, you are welcome to do that. Because um, I know that you have a question here in the chat. That'd be awesome. Um, I'm happy to ask it on your behalf if you're unable to do that, but let me know. Okay, yeah. There we go. Yay. Oh, yeah. Welcome, George. Okay. Hi, George. <laughs> hey, George. Well, welcome. So you had a question Hi. as well, right? Yeah. Sorry. You guys are, I mean, I, we, we are like, we all could talk on this subject for far longer than this time allowed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which yeah. is fun. But um, my question was, what was my question? I'm talking about so much. Oh, you were that. talking about 32-bit float recording? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, God, that is just, especially now with Rode releasing their mic with that 32-bit float 
recording a ad converter whatever um it's mm-hmm. it's it's just i mean it's been a buzzword and been included in products now for a few years but with that mic hitting the marketplace at $250 everybody is it's it's a huge huge splash right and I right. think it really bears some demystifying um, to understand what the heck that actually means. I mean, what the implication really is that you don't have to worry about setting your gain. Um, but we all know that that's not really true. And I'm wondering if you, when you designed your product, did you consider the extra cost and everything of adding that 32-bit float processing or chip? Or did you look at that and go, yeah, that's really not necessary uh, it's it's overkill and uh, it's kind of a myth. What do you think? Yeah, well, I didn't think about it, to be honest with you, because I designed it for my own use. And in a way, I got lucky that people took a liking on it. Right. So I did what people are not supposed to do. They're supposed to research the market first, right? So I don't recommend that strategy. <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't even <laughs> consider that because... Hey, I know I how mean, that really, goes. Uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. no point uh, in, in doing that, in my opinion. Um, I mean, there are applications for that kind of thing. If you're going to record, uh, for example, a audiophile jazz album for people to test their audiophile speakers, then it's I think it's a commitment that you have to have even if it doesn't sound any different. Uh, but, you know, for podcasting, voiceover, the audiobook that I wanted to record, all I wanted really was portability and very low noise, noise floor. And I wanted to not overspend. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, to your point, uh, it's it doesn't come cheap, uh, this cost. And, you know, if you're putting the cost on, on this chip that is not necessary, perhaps you could reallocate that money to put elsewhere where it's not going to shine on the specs, but it's going to actually make a difference in the use because the product can only cost so much, right? Yeah. So um, to answer your question, no, I didn't even consider. And now that I'm, I'm aware that it's out there, I'm not planning at all to compete with that in, in those terms. I know that we're all dealing with a lot of stuff these days, so I particularly wanted to acknowledge those that have taken the time to leave honest reviews of this podcast. Skyle Renee, I think it's Renee, it's spelled R-E-N-E, so that's what I'm going to go with. (laughs) I hope I got it right. Had this to say. Worth it. This podcast is so good that I just want to sit and stay in my car a little longer. Thanks, Jody. You're very welcome, Skyle. And thank you so much for taking the time to write a review. Now, back to the show. Yeah, Can I yeah. ask you all before we get to in the weeds here what you mean by 32-bit float? Like what exactly that does to the interface, what you'd need to consider? Just for people out there like me who may not have all of the technical background that you all do. <laughs> I Honestly, I am still parsing the real – I mean, I can read to you an FAQ about what it means, right? It doesn't, but it's still not going to help you conceptualize how it's relevant to what we do, right? And that's the problem with it. Like it's, it's such an incredible buzz spec right now that is being included in product all the time. It's, you know, there's all these little portable recorders for doing, you know, sound for film and video mm-hmm. that you just stick it in the pocket, hit record, and never think about gain ever again. Um, and that's, that's, the, that's the way they sell it. How it does it is going to vary from product to product and whether it's useful or not definitely varies from product to product. I, I would give you a quick 
30 second elevator pitch on it. I just don't have a good one because I just don't understand how it's applicable to really anything in, in the real world that we do. So I hate that. That's not a good answer. I don't know if you have a better one, um, Fernando, but honestly, mm-hmm. it's, it's every, any, basically all the FAQs I find are written by the manufacturers that make the products. So it's uh, hard to, to find one you, that's uh-huh. really neutral. Yeah, I don't want to dare talk about that because really I don't know the product. Uh, what I yeah. know is that Rode, is that from Rode, right? Rode, Zoom, Scam, uh, Sound Devices, all these companies are making these products with 32-bit flute. Okay, so what I know about, you know, as far as the products that I've tested from them is that they put out good products. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, say, oh, this is doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, as far as my application and for my design, it wouldn't matter or at least wouldn't matter enough. Right. Uh, but, you know, I don't know about their product. If they figured out a way to use this uh, in a usable way that I don't know. Sure. Um, but I really like their products. I think Rode does a great job. And, you know, yeah. um, I haven't yet had um, much experience with Zoom. But, uh, I mean, so far what I've, you know, gotten from the market to, to um, you know, really this is a same way to check it out and, and do my research that I need to do my due diligence. I've been very pleased with everything I saw. I think, uh, you know, in terms of quality and, and even the manufacturing uh, I've been very pleased with what, I, what I've been seeing from, from you know, quote-unquote competitors. And as far as competing, uh, I think the Podimo is kind of different in the application. And though there's a lot of overlap and, you know, one can choose to, for certain applications, uh, you can choose from multiple uh, options, uh, the packaging and the range of things that Podmobile does is quite different. So I'm hoping that I can set myself apart in terms of the use and the bang for the buck and the price, you know, and the quality that you get in in the small package that I have, um, but not in the terms of, oh, my number is bigger than your number. I'm not, not going there. I don't think I'm equipped for that, to be honest, especially as a startup. Yeah, yeah, of course. Are you getting pressure from the audio nerd community saying, where's all the specs? I want to see all the numbers. I'm not, not buying much, anything to unless be honest. it's a bunch of numbers. <laughs> yeah, not, not much, to be honest with you. Because that's not who you're marketing I'm, it to. You're marketing it to real-world users. He's marketing it yeah. to me, and I don't care. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, let me tell, tell you this if much. It, I saw, <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> if it sounds good, it is good. I say exactly. it over and over. If it sounds good, it is good. Mm-hmm. Don't worry yeah. about the numbers. All right. Well, I sold it to Jody. She's still my friend. I sold it to Andrew. He's still my friend. So, you know, uh, just, you know, and that is actually true. Like, you know, um, people have been quite pleased with this and I have not gotten that pressure yet because, you know, to be honest, I sold very few of those. Uh, I'm sure this time will come. However, uh, I'm set on taking a different approach. And what I plan on doing is to take measurements of noise, for example, background noise, recorded noise, with the mic hooked up in the booth and gained properly. So instead of saying, oh, my interface does a minus 116 decibels of noise, it will say my interface, once you have this particular model of, of microphone gained so you can speak eight inches away from the mic inside this booth, I've recorded here and in the video, and you can actually hear it, is, for example, minus 68 decibels or minus 75 or, you know, and and literally make that available on the website when I have one, a good one, because I'm working on it still. Uh, So people can actually uh, hear what they're going to get before they get it. 
So you can actually uh, listen to the video and I'll speak. Oh, this is the, for example, the AT2020, the Audio-Technica mic. And this is what the background noise is. And just be quiet and let the consumer hear the actual noise and then make the purchase decision on the sound. Um, Thank you. So that's the way to do it. That's what I'm going to do. I, I just yeah. don't want to do the, the competing with the numbers. I think it's pointless and it's hard, mm-hmm. really, really yeah. hard. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it not cost easy. a lot of money to have all those numbers generated. Correct. And you can make the stats. You can make the stats say anything mm-hmm. you want them to say. I mean, that we've had that discussion already in this in this room. <laughs> you can make the stats mean, say anything you want. <laughs> oh, you mean the stats, the numbers on the yeah, box? That's yeah, yeah, numbers. yeah, the numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we know something about on... the, that, don't we, Steve? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and it depends on how you measure it, you know. So that I think that has to be defined and. Hopefully it's real world as well, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, I like I like your real world bit, approach. Though. Yeah, I like I like yeah. that you guys are really taking a real world approach, a real real world approach, and letting people just hear the product. And you know, I think that's a really yeah. that's just the way to go. There's just yeah, don't try to compete on numbers. Uh, compete on real world usability, how it works in someone's real world hands, you know, with what they're going to need during a session. That's what you want to, that's what you want to focus yeah. on. Well, also, you well, know, I'm sure that uh, Steve is kind of doing this when it comes to kicker. I, I, I don't mean to put you mm-hmm. on the spot, Steve, but <laughs> I was yeah. going to say that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. One of the things that I love about working at kicker is that for the most part, we publish a number and we perform better. And you could say that the products or or even us, you know, our attitude is to be a little bit of an overachiever. And, you know, like if you buy a 2000 watt amplifier, you get like a 2400 watt amp. (laughs) I'm just saying numbers, but uh, we actually outperform, you know, in most cases, the numbers that are published. And yeah, what's your take on that, Steve? Well, I think that we've, you know, we're at the point where we want to say what we publish is, is true. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there is a lot of pressure to publish a certain number, yeah. maybe with a certain type of a measurement that doesn't really matter. And uh, so you get the pressure to do that. Uh, you know, we have sales reps in the field and we have dealers and people like this that come back and say, you know, well, your product only says this and the product sitting right next to it mm-hmm. in Best Buy, whatever says this. Mm-hmm. And so what are you guys going to do about it? Yeah. And so. You know, there's there's quite a few ethical questions as, as to how you're going to publish and how you're going to present it. And so what we've tried to do is develop real-world tests that actually show you what the product really will do. And then most of the time we uh, underestimate, you know, what it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's better to under-promise and over-deliver in that respect. Absolutely. And, and uh, rather than pushing the limits. But, uh, yeah, there's we wrestle with those those questions, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's tempting too, and, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and, and when you're competing on the shelf with mm-hmm. something right next to it. Yes. You know, and, and the salesperson says, well, why can't you show that number, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, maybe you can show that number, but it's not actually a relevant number like you're saying. Mm-hmm. So there's not really any easy answers. I think my point is that we want to tell the truth to the customer as best we can. And uh, to me, that's kind of the bottom line that we operate by. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as he said, it's an ethical choice as well. You know, it's a, a matter of are we going to, because once you go down that road, it's hard to come back, you know, yeah. 
Um, and, you know, I draw inspiration from that attitude to, you know, apply to my own uh, audio interface business, which let's just let me remark is a totally separate business. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to work here at Kicker. I, I'm literally at Kicker right now with, with Steve and, and like we're on the same page there. It's pretty awesome. Well, it's great. It's great to have independent people test. You know, on YouTube, there's a lot mm-hmm. of, in our industry, there's a lot of testing that goes on that's published on YouTube. And uh, some guys do it right. Some guys don't. But, you know, it's great when your product is tested and it overperforms, mm-hmm. you know, what you said it was going to do. And uh, But the, the bottom line, I think, even if you're sitting on the shelf and your product, the spec doesn't look as good, if it is, if it sounds as good or performs as good or better, my hope is that that will win out, yes. <laughs> you know, because uh, otherwise you have to compromise your values. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you have to decide where you're going to draw the line. Yeah. And that's the thing. And then you have a returning customer, you know, mm-hmm. because when it exceeds the expectations, right. you know, it, they will got, come back for more. Well, and personal, uh-huh. personal recommendations yes. are really super powerful. Yeah. Oh, they and are. So think, and people yeah. are looking online for reviews all the time at this point. Well, so that's, yeah. Right, so if someone's exactly. done a review of what you're promoting, then, you know, they'll, they'll, people who are looking will know the difference, but I, I understand right. it's frustrating when they're on the same shelf in a store and <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's hard and it's tempting to go with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, you know, Nobody said it was going to be easy. <laughs> yes. But, you know, Steve's been 50 years in business, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's, it's awesome. You know, like, I am, I truly, I am here. And let me just say this. This is quite personal, but um, I'm getting to follow my dreams because Steve, Steve follow his. Yeah. You know, 50 years ago, he started building the speakers. And, you know, that led me to getting out of Brazil, hired as an engineer at Kicker. And my life has been transformed entirely top to bottom in every way. And, and that's amazing. Like, gosh, like how far it goes when, when you, you know, aiming for the long haul. And I don't see that, how that could have been the case if you had compromised on, on your values and published the, 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 you know, the big numbers and let some people down, you know, like probably it would have been, done for already you know like but mm-hmm. it's 50 years yeah. and we're still going strong and that's inspiring well fernando's inspiring too <laughs> i'm inspired He's by a, you every day my friend that's why we hired him <laughs> <laughs> i love it are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact you'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be want to know more I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio dash branding dash strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up, though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that, too. Now, back to the podcast. Can I ask something else before we lose you? I feel like this is a, you know, a really... Yeah. unique experience to have your 
have you here to answer a couple uh-huh. more questions, not specs, but just features. The pictures on the website, the bottom panel one, not the sharpest photo. You can't really oh, read gosh, the yes, bottom so row of. I uh, <laughs> so I would love it if you would just outline what what those different for connections are and yeah. what the switches are and how the expansion port functions. Yeah, first, I mean, there's some really interesting features on this thing. Yeah, first I'm sorry for the the picture. It was kind of thrown together the website. I need to really yeah, work on that. I'm sure. Was that a right. picture um, from the Podfest picture taking? Where's that? It is. Yeah, the, the okay. <laughs> picture is sharp, but the back one is kind of out of focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer your question, George, uh, you have two headphone outs, two microphone in. So these are four connections, right? And yep. on the uh, bottom side of that, that plate, you have your USB audio connector, which is basically is all that I'm using right now. Like we're using the pod mobile here, uh, Steve and I. Right. Uh, and we only have the USB connected to my MacBook and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also have a power supply connector that you most of majority of the time you don't need. So it's there for specific applications. Like if you want to run two pod mobiles from your phone, now you it's probably best that you connect that. Otherwise it won't work. Um, yeah. But when a phone can power the pod mobile by itself without that auxiliary power supply. But it's, like I said, it's needed some of the time, not most of the time. Um, you have the expansion port, which allows the you to scale the, the interface. So it's a two-channel, two-mic, two-headphone, but you can link with another device, then it makes it to four, and you can link it again, and it makes it to six. So you can, you know, have this portable device that you can throw on a backpack and go do an interview with somebody somewhere, but it can also have a permanent installation with six people um, doing a podcast on a table. So you have like a custom cable that splits out to two RJ45s? Is that how how that works? Uh, I don't even, I just bought one and uh, from a particular supplier and it works. So I didn't design that, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's not ethernet. If you connect to your computer, it's, 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 Please don't do that. <laughs> it's, anal- it's balanced analog over correct, cat, but cat also there's or... power running there, right? So it's harmful if you connect that to the computer. Could you know mess up yeah, the computer? Sure. Um, but it's just a normal Ethernet cable, and they sell a very thin, small one, which is awesome. I actually uh, have those, and I supply those. Uh, cool. And then you have you have the switch there that you you select how many pod mobiles you have on the chain, if it's one, two, or three, so uh, you know, okay. up to six channel. Uh, but I think that's unnecessary. It's just a gain adjustment, so I removed it. And gotcha. on the new version, uh, which is the one that is actually going to be sold at scale, um, I have a mic out that you can connect to your DSLR, mirrorless, or video camera Sure. to its mic in, right? Yeah, it's a padded and, output, and the, like a low-level output that won't clip your Very low-level Exactly, to not clip the camera. So you can do like a selfie video, for example, right. vlogging or like an interview with your DSLR. Yeah. Um, and the last one is the aux audio input. So you can put some background music, for example, to go with it, right? So, cool. And then there's a yeah, recording on- mode switch. I can't – a normal oh, something yeah. and split. Almost forgot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the normal mode is, you know, what you would expect to use pretty much every time uh, – but uh, here's, okay, normal mode, it gets both microphone channels and sums them and it feeds into the recording as a mono thing, right? And like a regular mixer, like if you just had an old school two-channel mixer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right. So what we're using right now, for example, you have no separation of audio channel between Stevie and I, right? Because right. we're using the normal mode. Right. Uh, but if you go to split mode, now uh, one microphone goes to one channel and the other microphone goes to your other channel. So you can record each microphone separately and do post editing. So yeah. if you want to go a little more professional, so to speak, you can do that. Um, but the blend mode is the fun mode, honestly, that it, there's, as far as I'm concerned, there's no other product that does that is entirely new, uh, is that, for example, if you put that on blend mode and you connect that to your phone and use that to record an interview with somebody sitting on a table, what it will do is that the person on the left side will be a little bit louder on the left ear cup or, or, or the speaker of your stereo uh, device and the person on the right side will be a little louder on the right side and that will be that will correspond with the video so when you look watching the video you can also you know the audio will be it's like more natural because like two people sitting on a table and they talk you perceive that they're spatial the audio you know spatial cool. audio correct yeah, i yeah. don't think i yeah. use the best instead of it being just hard you're not you're not making them choose between hard pan left right mm-hmm. or mono mix yes. you right. give them this middle ground it's a cross feed yeah, yeah cross yes. feed and and it sounds a little more like a spatial natural when you're listening exactly to it. yeah that's cool really and, neat and clever. let me just say that in the car it's awesome like if you if you record a podcast like with two people or three people for that matter, you can have a third one that is right in the center. And mm. then you have right center and left. Yeah. And then in the car, man, it's so easy. It's so cool when you're driving and you're hearing the people, you know, two people speaking and you can tell the location and it's really cool. It's really, really cool. It's super yeah. underrated. Like I don't talk much about it. I forget to talk about it, but <laughs> it's super, super cool when we remember to use. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got to yeah. talk about it here. Yeah. yeah thank, thank you for you. asking yeah. because otherwise I would have just yeah. left it out. <laughs> That's a lot of realism too. Very cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Super nice. That is mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, we are at the end of our session here today, guys. I so appreciate your being here. This has been a wealth of information. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate your taking the time, both of you, Fernando, Steve. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's our pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much, Jody. Really appreciate it. And thank you, Steve, for doing this with me, man. I really, this is something I always wanted to do with you, something of this sort. So personally, (laughs) I'm really happy to. I think I learned something today. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to do this again sometime. (laughs) This is great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jody, for making this Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah. Uh, For everyone who is in the room, I invite you to uh, check out both Fernando and Steve at Kicker and uh, Fernando, you can find. Uh, do you want to, Fernando, give your LinkedIn? Fernando Eid Pyers. Yeah. Eid is E I D as Dart. Yeah. Pyers. P I R E S. Wonderful. Fernando Eid Pyers on and, LinkedIn. And you will Steve, find me are right you, away. is Steve on, uh, are you on LinkedIn as well? Yes, I'm there, but not very active. Not <laughs> okay. very active. Okay. There. No problem. It's a ghost yeah. there, but it's they, there. They need to go <laughs> to Kicker to mess- find you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can message me on LinkedIn. I mean, I'll get the notification. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that, would be, that would be fine. If you, if you go on my friends, uh, my connection on LinkedIn and look for Steve, you'll find him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much, Jody. It was Thank awesome. you, Jody. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.